Hello, everyone, and welcome to Knights of the Pageless Library. I am Bo Knight, and with me, as always, is Ryan Knight. And today, we are continuing our side quest in anime, where we look at Charlotte. Yeah, and uh, like we said before, um, if anybody has any suggestions for our next anime for us to cover, uh, this is just a reminder that we're getting pretty close to the end of this already. Uh, we're going to cover 7, 8, and 9 today. And then there's only four episodes left after that, I believe. So, uh, yeah, if you guys have suggestions, please send those over to kotpl.pod at gmail.com. And we would like to hear from you guys. And today we'll start on episode seven, which picks up right where episode uh, six left off. And this one is called Beyond the Escape. Or on Hulu, it was called The End of Exodus. Um, they so, all have different names for some reason. Yeah, and I'm not, not really sure. Why. And I don't really know which one to go off of because uh, like, on this list I'm looking at, it says Beyond the Escape. But then on Hulu, even when the, um, like the little subtitle episode name comes up, it was Beyond Exodus. Or The End of Exodus, the sorry. The End of Exodus, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not really sure um, which one is accurate. So uh, if you guys know that, please let us know. I'd be curious to know which one is correct and why the names are different. Um, this one was directed with the way they were released. I bet that they came out in like those blocks and then we got them all at once. Yeah, that could be. I bet they changed the names in America for some reason. Yeah, that very well could be. I mean, the uh, Beyond the Escape could be the original, you know, Japanese title, and then the End of Exodus could be the, um, like, the translated title or something like that. Yeah, I, don't know. I have um, no idea. <clears throat> yeah, so this one was directed by Toshia Shinohara, and was also written by Jun Maida. And the original air date for this was August sixteenth, two thousand fifteen. And like I said before, this one picks up right where episode six left off. If everybody will remember, that's when uh, Ayumi uh, released her powers and brought the building down at school. Um, the very end of that episode ending with a piece of the rubble falling uh, towards you. Yeah, and then and, he wakes up in the hospital. Yeah, he well, wakes up in the, the hospital. hospital. I guess he's all bandaged up. Right, right. Uh, and then as he wakes up, uh, a nurse goes running out of the room shouting for a doctor. So that's, I mean, assuming then that, yes, he is in the hospital. <laughs> I, I don't know. With, with the last episode, I'm questioning everything about the show now. Uh, as far as what? What do you think? Uh I don't know. I think there's going to be some timey-wimey stuff. Don't you? Yeah, yeah, that's true. You mean like, you mean the last episode we're going to cover today? Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree with it. This, uh, this show definitely kind of gets turned on its head here in the next couple episodes, so. Um, but yeah, and you, we will talk he, about that. He wakes up, and they're like, oh, yeah, your sister, she didn't make it. And immediately, I'm like, bullshit, she's still alive. Oh, I said the same thing because I thought like, for sure she's not dead. Yeah, I thought for sure. I'm like, that's that sounds like a huge red herring. They just want people to be like, oh, what? 
But uh, uh, I mean, yeah, get, at least get. up to this point, I mean, it's it's it uh, we can no longer confirm or deny what's going on. Yeah, get ready for the angsty teen episode. Yeah, um, and then we get a shot from outside the room, kind of looking in, um, and it's raining. And there's a third man in the room who steps forward and shows you a badge and saying that he is a detective. Um, I liked this part. Um, I, it was, I mean, even though it's kind of cliche, I thought the ship handled it very well. Um, you know, we get used uh, kind of thousand mile stare uh, with the camera kind of coming in on him and you can kind of hear the guy talking in the background. And then that guy's voice kind of fades out into some somber music. And uh, I just thought they did a good job of it. Uh, and then we jump over to Ayumi's funeral. Uh, supposedly. I mean, it's a funeral. And I mean, there's a coffin, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. And then we see uh, a picture of Ayumi. Um, so presumably this is her funeral. And they do lower the coffin into the ground. Um, and then uh, a, there's a lady dressed all in black telling you that for... Ayumi's sake, he needs to keep moving forward. Um, and that's when I was like, mm, she's still alive. That Yeah, it just felt pretty ham-fisted uh, when, the way she said it. Just somebody being like, you know, I know, I know your sister just died, but it, time will make it better, I promise, wink. Or maybe it won't, double wink. It's like, what? Yeah. Um, it, it, we don't even know who this person is. They never no. say who this lady was. So, um. And then she also says that there are many things um, um, uh, that time solves, that like time can fix for us, um, and it won't solve everything. Uh, it's worded very well, and at the time of viewing this, before knowing what I know now, it was pretty, you know, it's a pretty heavy, heavy scene. Uh, and then you heads back home. And he places Ayumi's funeral in the house. Um, and basically, we just have you kind of have a complete breakdown because he basically knew he was taking Ayumi for granted um, and he wasn't being very appreciative of her and stuff like that. And he basically has a complete breakdown at this point. Yeah. <laughs> is, this, is this when he gets all when he's hungry? Maybe it's like a couple days later. Um, yeah, I mean, over the next couple scenes, the they don't really let us know like how much time has passed. Um, but he, you know, while he's mourning, he ends up uh, grabbing some instant ramen because he's hungry, um, and then he proceeds to eat like ten of them. And we don't know if this is over the course of one sitting or several days or what, but we just see you know like one and then like four and then like ten stacking up into a pile. Um, his uh, the the doorbell rings to use place, and I, this is when he's sitting like with the blanket like up over his head too, right? Just yeah. like watching TV in the dark. Uh, yeah. So his doorbell rings, and uh, Yusa and Takajo are there, and they're trying to bring him some food, but he does not answer the door. And then Misa shows up and takes over Yusa, and she <laughs> she drops the food. 
and she starts like banging on the door and say that Takajo needs to break the door down so they can get in there. Um, but basically Takajo is like, maybe he just needs more time. You know, he, uh, he's obviously hurting, so maybe we should just give him his time. Um, and then some time passes or more time passes and his doorbell rings again. And again, we don't know how long it's been. If it's been a day, two days, a week, two weeks, we're not really sure at this point. Um, and it's really weird though, because this other person who rings the doorbell just walks into his apartment. Yeah. So, I thought that was weird too. Yeah. Apparently the I door mean, wasn't locked. come in. Yeah. But so was it locked when Takajo and Yusa were there or it didn't know. really make any sense. Um, this whole scene to me doesn't really make sense, actually. Oh, really? No, because I don't really understand who the men are. Oh, yeah, I didn't really understand that either. I guess that's a good point. Um, but this person who comes in at this point is um, the girl from earlier on in the show, and I can't remember her name at all now. Um, the one that he... Say it, you know, but I don't remember still. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't write it down because I was like, well... She must not be that important if we haven't heard from her in another whatever six episodes. So, um, but this is the gal from the beginning of the show, if you guys will remember, who he quote unquote saved from getting hit by a truck. Um, it's the girl he was crushing on. Yeah, and apparently she has heard about what happened to Yumi, presumably, and so she comes to comfort you. Uh, if I remember right, though, he moved like pretty far away from where she was. Um, I think and... it was just like harder to take the train. I don't think it was oh, like, yeah. that far. Like, how far can you go in Japan, really? Right. Um, but either way, it was kind of weird because, I mean, she basically wasn't that interested in you. Like, that's why she broke up with him so quickly as soon as he said he was moving away. Like, so it was kind of weird for her to show back up. And as far as I know, still to this point, it doesn't really make a lot of sense for her to show up. Um, well, I mean, she was trying to trick him to leave the apartment, but I, I don't know why though. I don't really understand who those men are. Cause she's, she basically is like, he's like, go get groceries for me. And he's, he, that's what he, that's what you wants is her to go get some groceries. And she's like, I won't go unless you come with me. And then he kicks a bunch of cups everywhere. She's like, get out of my apartment. And then there's like a bunch of guys waiting outside for him. And he takes he like freaking makes the one guy jump over the balcony, and does he does he take the other guy over and make him punch himself in the face? Yeah, he takes over the one guy and make he. I think he takes over the one guy and he punches out the other guy and then he jumps off the balcony okay. with the guy he took over. <laughs> um, and yeah, then there's like an old guy there because there was three guys, and he takes out the two guys in suits, and then there's like the old guy that you just walks out and walks past and leaves the apartment. Yeah, I don't really understand what who those guys were or what yeah, they were not, trying to do. No, I don't really get it either. And um, how you and knew he, that they were looking for him? Yeah, that's... See, I didn't even put two and two together. Like you said, that were those people and that girl... Like, you think she was trying to get him to leave for those guys? I think so, yeah. That's how I oh, see it. Yeah, I didn't even put that together. That very well could be. Um, yeah, and knowing what I know now of the show, that's 100% possible. 
Yeah, but like it doesn't it like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense though. Like why no, he would know really. that. Yeah, if if they know true. where he lives, he would never be safe again. Right. And he wouldn't have been safe from the beginning, basically, yeah. right? Like if this is if these are the quote unquote scientists who've been looking for him, if they already knew where he was, then they would have came for well, him. Well now a lot they know sooner. where all of the kids live. Right. Yes. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't make any sense. And we don't know that they were the quote unquote like scientists, but at That's this point it doesn't make guess, any more sense. It never brings it up again. At all. I mean, yeah, maybe and at this point, the, I doubt it. Well, at this point, that is the only guess that we have is that's who they are. Um, so basically, you you is gonna like run away essentially, um, and he basically says he has to get far enough away that the one that he calls him the soggy freak show, and I'm assuming he's talking about the wet kid from school. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants to get far enough away that that kid can't find him with his ability. Um. And so we see him go and get some money out and hop on a train and leave town. Um, And he goes to like this internet cafe type of thing. Um, But, you know, in Japan, they do things a lot different than here because it's not like what I would think of as an internet cafe. He gets like his own little pod room thing with like a TV and stuff in it, which is so cool. (laughs) That was pretty cool. Um. And then he basically just hangs out in there and eats pizza and sleeps for an indeterminate amount of time, as far as we can tell. Well, he gets pizza, and then he starts eating those, uh, I don't even know what they're called. They look like balls on a stick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, God, they, they even say what it's called, and I can't remember now. It's I don't know if I wrote it Teriyaki something. Yeah, and it's like dipped in like the sweet and sour sauce type mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. They look really good. Like they look delicious, even in the cartoon. <laughs> but one um, one day he sees those kids playing like a House of the Dead shooter style game, and then he starts playing it, and he's actually starting having a fu- having fun again. And then one day yeah. they're playing it for too long, and he like throws a bunch of those sticks that he was because he's always eating these things. Yeah. In this episode, and he throws a bunch of sticks at the one guy. And he's like, "You throw trash at me. Let's take this outside." And they try to whoop his ass, but he just takes them over and beats them up. Yeah, and he whips the shit out of these yeah, guys. Like, like, brutal. like, uh, is this the fight where the one kid pulls a knife on him, or is no, that, that's is the, that the other one. one? Okay, but yeah, in this one, he freaking takes uh, the one over with his ability and like knocks the one kid out, and then he takes one of those skewers and stabs him with it. <laughs> yeah, in <laughs> the leg. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Um, and then he basically, because then he gets in like. I can't remember now. Okay, yeah, at that first part, because he got sick of them, like, even though they weren't picking on him, really, they just wanted to fight with him. He basically says, he's like, if you guys try this again, I won't hesitate to kill you. Like, yeah. he's he's kind of off the rails here. He's pretty pretty far gone at this point. And then he proceeds to fight, like, more and more intimidating groups of dudes. Yeah, because he notices after the one group fights him, they had like a quote unquote like a named leader and he beats the shit out of that kid. And so he I'm assuming he feels good about that. And so he starts picking fights with even bigger oh, yeah, like gangs. He's like picking the fights. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's essentially, you know, he like walks by guys and like bumps into him and when they talk shit, he just starts fighting him like immediately. <laughs> yes. He seriously has lost his mind. I mean he whoops everybody's ass. Yeah. Like 
they can't even hold a candle to him. It's actually pretty awesome. Um, but after he finishes one of these fights, he grabs like a little baggie off of one of the dudes, presumably like I'm assuming it's like some hardcore drugs because then he goes and just like sits down by himself and is getting ready to snort this stuff. And he gets kicked in the face out of nowhere. And it's Tomari. And apparently she's been following him the entire time using her ability to stay invisible um, from his eyes. Yeah. yeah, She's been like right next to him the whole time. Yeah. And I'm assuming that's like since he was even at home alone. She was. Yeah. She was in the house. Okay. It shows that scene of her like squatting with the camera right there in the train at the arcade. And while he's like whooping everybody's ass. Right. Yeah. Because she's she bought him the salad when he gets the pizza. Because he's like, oh, the salad must be a free item, but I'm not touching it. That's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she basically is like apparently this was a touch too far. She's like, if you do that, you know, you pretty much will ruin your life completely. Um and so uh she knows that he feels like uh, is upset because obviously, or yeah, that's right. She feels like uh, Ayumi dying is partially her fault too, because she thinks she should have stopped Ayumi's ability sooner. Um, well, she wanted to quarantine her bef- yeah. like before that. Right. Because they don't really, they didn't really know what collapse did. Yeah. Um. And she manages to convince him to eat some healthy food now instead of the little like skewer uh, sweet and sour stuff. Um, and she takes him to Takajo's house and has him chill out and like watch some TV and she cooks food for him. Well, that's um, the that's the bet that she makes. She's like, if you if you have to, you have to have at least one oh, bite of what I make. Yeah. And then we'll never talk to each other again. That's right. Yeah. Because he still kind of wants her to leave him alone. Like he doesn't want a part of any of this anymore. Um, and then he has sort of like a bunch of images of like Ayumi and Tomori, like, like he envisions Ayumi where Tomori is when she's cooking for him, you know, and I'm assuming that's just the the same guilt that's kind of eating at him that, uh, you know, that's what Ayumi used to do for him. Um, and Tomari did cook the exact meal that Ayumi always used to make for him. It was like the omelet rice. Yeah, omelet rice with the special piece of sauce on it. And that Ayumi used to write notes on top with. And Tomari did the same thing. Um, and she says that she got that from Yu's mom's cookbook, which, I mean, I'm assuming she must have found that while she was in their house, if she was invisible the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, they don't really explain that. Um, but yeah, he basically breaks down and explains to her why you know he how shitty he feels over uh, how he treated Ayumi and stuff like that. And it, at the time, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. I mean, it's a pretty heavy moment for like uh, an anime. Um, and then he does decide to come back to the student council because even Tomari is like. Oh, that's right. Tomari's like, you have to come back now. And he's like, what? You said after I eat, <laughs> I didn't have to. She's like, I said if you eat one bite, you ate the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, you scarfed it down like a starving yeah. dog is what she says. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much the end of the episode. Um, 
Tomari is excited that he's going to be coming back to the council. Um, but yeah, I like this episode. I thought this was a good episode, though. I thought this one was like okay. I just I don't know. I don't like angsty teen. I'm sad about yeah. it. So like I get it. I understand. But I don't know. I didn't find it like that enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was good for being like a more heavy episode for this show. Um, since most of the stuff up to this point, there's just been a lot of like jokes and stuff like that thrown in. So I thought it was good to see them do a pretty intense episode. And I thought they did a very good job of it. I thought it was very well written. So, uh, But then we roll into episode eight. And this one's called A Chance Meeting or encounter on hulu um and like i said before that is the title that shows up on the screen when it actually is written on screen so again not too sure what's going on with the titles here uh this one is directed by mitsutaka noshitani i think <laughs> and also written by june maida and the original air for this one was august 23rd 2015 I don't remember how this one starts. Uh, this one opens up with uh, you, and he is kind of packing a bag in his apartment, and he says, okay, it's time to go, sis, and he is talking to the picture of Ayumi that he had placed in the last episode. Um, and then we get a kind of a short little set piece of you coming back to school, and Takajo and Yusa kind of greeting him and then a bunch of other dudes in the class this part's so weird they're all like pissed off that yusa um like runs over to you to greet him back because apparently all these dudes just wish that you know yusa was interested in them and they're all jealous of you that yusa is interested in him um, and this is when Yusa uh, cast one of her spells on him. Um, spells she, in quotes. Yeah. She does her little song and dance piece, and Takajo absolutely loses his shit because it's spell number one. Yeah. But I do like that part where he's like, oh my god, it's whatever. Something, 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 spell number one. And then it's just like, <laughs> the sound like cuts and everything it's pretty funny i like how his outfit changes when he does that because he's in like that yeah. blue kimono with the yeah. fan for some reason uh-huh <laughs> um and then a few of the other girls like walk into the classroom at the same time and they congratulate you serene uh because she released like a new single and <laughs> they're like oh i just pre-ordered your new single i'm so excited and then some other dude in the back is like He's like, I got five copies. And another guy's like, I got six. <laughs> and this is hilarious because it like slowly pans to Takajo and he's holding like a single pre-order sheet. And <laughs> he like pushes his glasses up and he's like, you posers. And he fans it out into like nine different copies. Yeah, there's a bunch. <laughs> it's so funny though, just the way it like plays out. I laughed pretty hard at that. Yeah, Takajo is the humor of the show. For sure. Um, and you kind of has some inner monologue stuff talking about how he's, he is feeling a lot better, like seeing his friends and seeing them interact and how goofy they're being and stuff like that. So he already starts to feel better that he's back. Um, 
And I do think this is funny because Takajo is like, he's like, I'll meet you in the cafeteria. <laughs> um, and he just like proceeds to fucking launch through the door in the way he always does. <laughs> yeah, he's teleporting, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That's teleporting. what they call it. I know. It's just a strange way to call it. Um, he's instant transmissioning, except for he's moving the whole way. Yeah. Um, but I did think that's funny because he's like, yeah, man, I'll meet in the cafeteria. And he's just like, this <laughs> <just> takes off. <laughs> um, well, he had to get there so he could get him the special curry. Mm-hmm. Which, I, can I just say, Japan's school food system must be so much different than ours. That, like, if you get there early, you can have a special, like, a, spe- a select menu. Instead of just, like, uh, one thing for everyone. Yeah. Well, I wonder if more of it is, like... Big school, that I'm just small-town little country mouse. Well, a little bit of both. Because I'm wondering if, like, at those size of schools, instead of, like, everybody walking through a line, right, and then them putting food on your tray as you go that would probably take too long so a lot of the food is probably pre-prepared and set out oh then the kids just walk through and pick what they want you know and then they pay for it at the end or whatever that's what i'm assuming at least um but we get that awesome little like slow pan from the food on the table up to takajo's face and head which are both bleeding bleeding profusely (laughs) um yeah, and so at this point, though, you also has some inner monologue basically saying that he um, doesn't want to take like the fact that Takajo is being really nice to him for granted um, because, you know, he did that with his sister and, you know, now he can't um, be more appreciative of her. So now he's basically saying that he needs to be more appreciative of everyone around him, which is, you know, that's a good lesson. Yeah, and as always, they get called into the student council room at lunch, so they got to scarf down their food. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so they have to run to the student council room, and uh, <laughs> they both almost puke because they scarfed it down so fast, and then they ran over there. Um, and Tomari says that to start their meeting, they're going to watch Yusa's new music video. And uh, Again, Takajo like loses his shit because he's gonna get to see it before anybody else does, you know, and so that makes him very special apparently. Um, and then we, as the audience, get to proceed to watch the music video, um, which is all sung in Japanese. And I thought that the song is, I thought it was okay. It's pretty catchy. Yeah, I mean, what's not to like about J-pop sometimes? <laughs> yeah, um, but I do like at the end of it where Takajo is just like his face is like four inches from the tv screen and he's yeah. hyperventilating <laughs> and tomari kicks his head to get it out of the way which is funny um but yeah takajo like loses his shit because he got to watch it and he liked it so much um but then tomari is like yeah it was, it was okay um she scores it yeah and then and then you serena's like you serena's happy that you liked it and she's like minus 55 points for speaking in the third person yeah even though she was only rating it like what out of 100 and she, yeah, only gave she was it grading like a, it essentially yeah and she gave, she only gave it like an 80. 81 i think yeah so then she does like a minus 50 for her speaking in the third person and then like shortly after that she says it again too and she's like minus whatever 30 more and it puts it at like a zero almost yeah. <laughs> which i thought that was pretty funny and then, uh, like, it's funny because Takajo's, like, upset about that. 
But basically, Yusa is like, or uh, Tomari is basically like, I don't really care that Yusa is famous. Like, I'm yeah. just telling you how I feel. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and then uh, Yu asks why the uh, the wet guy hasn't come in yet. Um, and Tomari basically says he's not coming in there. So she brought them all together to, I'm assuming, both watch Yusa's uh, music video. And she also says she slaps some tickets down and she's like, I got tickets to see Z End, uh, whatever, tomorrow night. And I have two tickets, so someone's going with me. Um, and basically, by order of elimination, uh, Yu is almost volunteered by the other two well, to yeah, go with Yeah, because nobody her. else wants to go. Yeah, they don't want to go with her. Um, but yeah, uh, I did too. At this point, I looked up this Z End. I did too. Uh, band. Yeah, so it's it's not a real band per se, um, but there are s- no. It's not. It was made solely for the show. Oh really? Why is there a yeah. whole album? No, there's only like three or four songs, and they're all played in the show. But those are, um, yeah, they're, they're pretty good though. Like I thought it was pretty good, and I'm actually surprised they didn't turn it into like a real band and carry on with it because it's the music's pretty cool. Um, we uh we cut over to you, uh, walking down the street, and he sees like a foreign lady walking towards him, um, and a bunch of people like move out of her way, um, and she like walks past you. And she also has like one of those sticks, so she's presumably blind. She can't see, which is, I'm assuming, also why all the people in front of her like jumped out of her way real quick because she just kind of walks straight towards them. Um, but as she walks past him, he has like a flash or something of himself like standing in a field, um, and he turns around and asks if she understands him, just like out of the blue. And she runs over to him and says he has to take her somewhere where she can get modern Yaki. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, I didn't fully understand the part, this part at all, actually. Like, why he has a little vision, why he says anything to her at all. But, yeah. Um, they end up going to a restaurant, and uh, you orders food for that's right he he orders for himself and then he orders two meals because he forgot that no one will be there to uh make dinner for him anymore it's kind of depressing um, oh he's gonna call her and let her know that he's not gonna be home oh that's right yeah and uh yeah pretty depressing he he continuously is reminded like of ayumi uh but that comes up here in a little bit too in the episode um and lo and behold, uh, this gal is the lead singer of Z End uh, that he happened to run into. Um, and he finds that out because the uh, the guy at the restaurant recognizes her, right? Yeah, but he already knew that, that she was the singer. You does? Yeah. That's why he stopped and talked to her is because he recognized her voice. When she walked past him? Mm-hmm. At least that's how I understood that. See, because immediately I was like, oh, this lady's in Zen. 
Well, I mean, I knew that too, but the way like she walks past him and then he has the little vision thing and then he says something to her. She doesn't say anything to him when she walks by him. But she's talking to those tourists and she's like, man, why is everybody so rude? Oh, maybe that's, yeah, maybe you're right. Okay. That makes sense. He acts pretty surprised though when he finds out at this point. I, I, because I, because of his repressed memories, but he knew. Right. Yeah. Well, knowing what you know now, yeah, it makes sense. But at the time of watching the episode, it made no sense to me at all, like what was going on. Um, and then they leave and you asks if, oh no, she asks you, that's right. If, uh, something bad happened to him recently, um, because she could tell by the way he's like breathing and the subtle things, basically certain things that only somebody with senses that are heightened other than sight, you know, would kind of notice. Um, and I thought that was kind of a nice little touch, um, and she comes right out and says it, and she's like, tell me about it. Tell me what happened. Um, and he does. He, like, pours his heart out as to what happened with Ayumi, um, and she's, like, super cool about it. Uh, she basically just wants to sit and listen, and she doesn't even necessarily want to discuss it with him or anything. She just wanted to kind of let him vent to her. So, um, And then you calls Tomari to see if she wants to come meet with this uh the lead vocalist of zian and tomari is having none of it this was very strange well, to me too calls because she wants her brother to meet her but she asks if he she wants to come too well at first he just wants tom to wants to see if tomari wants to meet this girl and tomari isn't interested at all in meeting with her which was strange because she's just like i just like the music i don't really care about the people it was it's kind of bizarre um and yeah then you has the idea to see if uh they can take this gal to meet uh tomari's brother obviously at the uh the clinic that he is in um uh let's see uh, that's right. You takes uh, this gal back into town, and uh... oh, that's right. Yeah, because he keeps like he keeps having like small little things that remind him like of Ayumi while he's hanging out with this girl, um, and uh, that's presumably like the stuff that the uh, blind girl is you know picking up on from him uh, for how he's feeling. Um, and then she says she wants to go eat again, which is pretty funny because she is super into the food every time they go eat. Um, I'm assuming she maybe she has even heightened senses of taste because she like probably loses her shit when the food tastes good. It's pretty funny. <laughs> um, then he asks her about like why she is blind or how she went blind or something like that. And she basically says that it is her penance for the sins that she uh, like has done which I was it is not what I was expecting at all. It doesn't really make sense. No, it really doesn't. Because they make um, it sound like she traded her eyesight to be better at singing. Right, because she proceeds to explain like when she lost her sight and why. But yeah, I came to the same conclusion as you, is that she traded her eyesight to become a better singer. However, she literally starts the story by saying, I was already be 
becoming extremely popular for singing yeah before she lost her eyesight so i and really didn't I get it at all kind of wonder if maybe it has something to do with use powers actually oh okay with use powers you think mm-hmm. okay uh I, just because the way he sees through people's eyes right i don't know that's totally bullshit i just thought of it but especially like what we learned from the next episode of like right. what his really his power set is yeah, exactly. Okay. I, I think, wonder if maybe he did something to her on accident. I was going to say, do you realize think, it's him? Yeah. Do you, I was just going to say, do you think maybe she has more of a role to play in the actual story than we get in this episode? Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I think she'll come up again. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah. And so then we, we get, uh, we understand what happened between uh, you and Tomari, and this is we get a little flashback of when he was on the phone with her, uh, and then he's saying that he wants uh, her brother to meet with uh, Sala. That's the girl's name. Okay. Um, and then so we see uh, you and Sala. They show up at the hospital where Tomari's brother is, and he is again. He's like tearing up his pillow and losing his shit. Um. And Sala can even, she says that she can feel like how kind of heavy the atmosphere is in there. Um, and she walks up to him and she just starts to sing. And uh, he. It's really beautiful, actually, what she sings. Yeah. And he actually calms down during the whole thing. Um, and he. You talks to her brother, to Tomari's brother. Um and uh, he actually says uh, now, which is yeah. Tomari's name. So up to this point, presumably he hasn't been able to talk like at all. Um, for, I don't think so. I think he just screams. Yeah, since, you know, whatever happened to him, um, which I'm assuming we'll find out a little bit more about knowing what we know from the next episode as well. Um, and both you, you know, you and Sala are like, this is obviously some sort of miracle because, you know, he hasn't been able to do anything up to this point other than scream, you know. Um, and then shortly after that, we get a clip of Tomari calling you and saying that her brother was actually able to recognize her when she showed up there this time. Um, so that's pretty intense because... All, every time before that, you know, he hasn't been able to uh, to Whoa. recognize her. I, I, I know that it's the next episode, but her singing has an effect on people's memories. Right. It has to, yeah, because both Tomari and you, like the first time she says uh, or she shows him the music, he's like, I feel like I've heard this before or I feel like I recognize this, you know. Yeah, um, it feels familiar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, and then because right at the end he says something about that, right? That when he p has her music on, that it always feels like nostalgic, even though yeah, he, he hasn't like, been listening to it that long. Yeah, he just started listening to it. Yeah, so which I mean is it's not true. He's actually been listening to it for a long time, but we don't right. know that yet. Yeah, we don't know that yet. Um, yeah, and that's the end of that episode, and then we roll right into episode nine, which this is where. The show definitely takes like a pretty big twist, in my opinion. Hey, I'm not. I, I want to say that I really liked Encounter. I thought that was a really nice episode. 
like oh it yeah like high action but it had like some good comedy bits and like kind of some like some touching bits yeah and i thought it was it was pretty good yeah i definitely liked it too um and, yeah and i i didn't put that in the notes but at the end of the episode they are at that uh they're at the Z end concert, like listening to the music when he talks about why it feels nostalgic. So it's kind of nice. You get to hear more of her music and stuff. And it is, it is really good music. Like it is pretty, Wait, cool. are they there right away? I thought he had to pick his outfit. Cause I remember that, that scene when he's like, I don't like any of my clothes. Is that happening at the end of this episode or the beginning of the next one? Um, you are correct. That's right. It is the beginning of the next episode. I, my mistake. I mixed those up. <laughs> Well, I mean, spoilers, but it says possibly drunk on my birthday writing these. So here oh, yeah. Goes. Yep. It wasn't possibly. I definitely was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> the truth. Yeah, the truth comes out. I was drunk on my birthday writing these. So, I yeah, uh, this one could be all over the place. I don't know yet. So, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Let's move to the next one. Uh, yeah, so episode nine, uh, a world that does not exist here or... The world is not in here. Uh, or <laughs> I, there was another one, uh, the world that is no longer here. And that was the title that actually showed up in the episode. Yeah. So it does. Uh, now I'm really confused because now we have three different names for the episode. Yeah, so, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on. Uh, but this one was directed by Tomoki Ota and written by June Maida. And then the original air date for this one was August 30th, 2015. Um, and yeah, this is what you were talking about with you trying on his clothes. <clears throat> it's not like a fashion montage. It's basically him just like, oh, why, why don't I like any of this stuff? And then he just yeah. like, picks an outfit and leaves. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and we get to see, too, that he pretty much every time he leaves the house now, he always says like goodbye to Ayumi's photo, yeah. which uh, at this point, when I first watched this, I was like, okay, she's obviously dead, you know? Um, because I was like, why would they keep showing this over and over, you know, if she was going to come back? Um, but obviously that was at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> and as it progresses, I realized nah, I'm probably still wrong. Wow, this episode swerves so hard. Oh yeah. It took like, me like, even when it happened, I was like, wait, what is happening? Yeah. This one is so okay. Here's the thing, and I probably didn't catch on to this uh, at the time. Is this all triggered because of the Z End concert? Yes. Okay. Is. Okay. I didn't. We'll, I did not we'll, put we'll two get, and two together. We'll, we'll get to it. But the, the the start of the memory is the same song that she's singing on stage. Ah. Okay. Now. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Um. But yeah, so we uh, we jump over to you meeting up with Tomari. Um, and uh, that's right. She has like a completely different outfit on from her school outfit because normally that's all she ever wears. Um, and you is like kind of embarrassed and blushes when he sees her because um, she's actually all like dolled up, you know, and dressed up to go out. So that was kind of funny. Um, let's see. Oh, that's right. Uh, Tomari mentions that she wants to get to the concert early um, because she wants to buy some merch. And then you is like, he's like, 
oh you're such a freaking fangirl but <laughs> she's like no i don't want any of this stupid like i don't want a t-shirt or a hoodie or anything stupid like that i want one of their super functional phone cases yeah <laughs> which, which is really weird to me that a band would have like a fancy phone case yeah but you know what it kind of makes sense like and you know if you really think about it that's that's kind of cool actually it is cool but like why would they have like a phone case that like improves your phone yeah that's that's a good point yeah why wouldn't it just be like uh a regular case with their band yeah. name like etched into it you know um but yeah either way that is kind of neat um so uh tomari gets in line to get the merch that she wants her phone case but uh the line is super long you know even, even though, though they got super early yeah even though they got there really early um yeah and so she grabs uh Yu's hand to pull him up to the line um and he gets like really embarrassed by this and he's like super surprised by like how friendly tomari is actually being to him um because you know normally she's kind of just bossy and, and mean to him so But uh oh yeah, I put it in my notes that it was uh yeah, they it's pronounced Z end, just in case I had said Z-end. it. Wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, so this is where they actually get into the concert, and this is where we start hearing the Z end music playing. Um again, I thought it was pretty good, you know. I uh I did like this because a lot of times I feel like in most shows when they're like, oh man, we're going to go see my favorite band. It's just like a one-off comment and then they go listen to it and you don't ever actually really hear the music. So yeah, I think I would have preferred that. <laughs> Not that I hated this, but it's like two minutes of just like band playing. It's like, right. Whoa. But knowing what I know now, it is actually the way they've been building it up is important to the story, I think. It is. So I think that's why they did it that way. So yeah, there's the end playing, and then you is like, man, this song sounds really familiar. I feel like I've heard it before. Yeah. And then, bam, he's sitting at a computer with his right. sister again, listening to that exact same song. We don't know how long ago, but he's yeah. like in a computer lab, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I was so confused. Same here. Yeah, this is where it takes like a hard left turn. and No, this is a complete U-turn. And then it got off the freeway and then it got <laughs> back on a different freeway. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we see him like, um, like, I, like you said, talking to Ayumi and then over the, over an intercom, it says something about uh, it's time for dinner in, in D block. And uh, he, gets up from like a cubicle like he's at a cubicle with a computer and he like walks past a bunch of cubicles with computers um and they're in very like plain attire clothing too it's no longer like the stuff that he wears at school uh for the rest of the show you know where it's like a nice like suit tie type of thing that he wears at school this is very much like drab uh plain t-shirt and pants um sorry about that my phone's going off oh that's okay so while they're leaving the library you notice it's like there's this always this old man in there it's like man it's super weird that this guy's in here and he kind of talks to him for a little bit and then it seems like they all come in there just to listen to music and he's listening to classical music to like unwind his brain yeah and they, what is he says something about 
I can't did they talk about Ayumi or you. I can't remember. Um, he comments about Ayumi, and he says that it's a pity, and it's super weird. Um, the way it comes off, like super creepy, in my opinion. Um, and he, because he says he pities you, like for her though, like it's very weird the way he says it. Um, and then he we hear you has some more like inner monologue talking about uh, he's it's strange that a researcher would feel that way about us that he would even care right like it's yeah and at this point I was really like okay what is happening right now like what what timeline did we freaking jump to well I didn't think a time thing was going on yet well I just I knew I didn't I didn't mean to say timeline I just mean I knew like I knew we maybe went back in time, but like you said, how long, how far since you know where he's at the concert? We just well, know now we're back in time. Especially when you think about the beginning of the show, how it's like one day I thought about other people and I could control them. Yeah. Like, well, we don't really know a lot about you's past, I guess. Yeah. You just kind of like showed up. It is kind of a good like bait and switch the way they set it up that I'm assuming now they're telling like the beginning of the story in the, what is essentially the middle of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost the end, like in like the back half. Yeah, that is true. I mean, this is episode nine, so there would only be a few more after this. Yeah. Um, and I mean, a lot of shows do this. Like this is definitely not like a new you know concept to fill in a character's backstory. Maybe it was in 2015, damn it. Well. It, I'm sure it wasn't. That was a dumb thing to say, but. But. This is pretty well done, in my opinion. I think this is one of the more standout times. This is one of the heaviest hitting episodes, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, So let's see. Let's see. Get back. Well, they don't they go stand in line for dinner and they hear like today it's curry and you and uh, Ayumi's all happy because she loves curry and he was like, oh, it's just gonna be full of medicine, I bet. And they like go and sit down and they eat. Um, yeah, but right, right before that, uh, that old man mentions about the Ptolemy theory, right? Ptolemy theory to you. Um, oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, and he basically though he's like, oh man, this is like you know way over my head, and uh, it's very strange because he mentions something about like having a different view on things, like he is the only one who sees this theory differently. But I think all it's doing is just setting up what we learn in this episode later on, basically. Because, and the fact that he's talking to you, I'm assuming it's also research they're doing on you that that, you know, that researcher is doing. And that's probably why he said earlier that he pities you. Yeah. Um, but yes, then they go and they get the, uh, they go to eat. And yeah, that's an interesting comment that you makes that it's, Oh, it's probably just going to f- taste like medicine again, you know, not taste good because apparently they give them medicine potentially to like suppress them. Right. Well, I mean, that's, that's a real tactic. Yeah. <clears throat> to make them more yeah. mellow. Sure. Um, and then, uh, <clears throat> Ayumi mentions, right. That she wishes that they were eating with big brother. Yes. Yep. Shun, big brother Shun. Oh, that's right. His name's Shun. It's yeah. Like Shu, but not. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Uh, and then you comments, you know, that because of their brother's strange ability, you know, that he uh, he can't be there. Um, and <laughs> it's, it's when he says that his big brother's ability is literally called time leap. Yeah. So, you know, that's obviously a, a huge deal. And <clears throat> I did like this, though, because, you know, because Ayumi had been talking about, you know, early on in the show that, you know, she sometimes has dreams where there's another person there. And same with you, like he has dreams where there's another person with him and Ayumi. Um, so now we're kind of circling back around to that and potentially getting that filled in for us. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's a part two, right. Where you use like, if they knew what my true ability was, they probably have me locked up like big brother. Yeah, exactly. Which um, is what, what I was like, what what do you mean yeah which actually his ability is sick yeah once we actually figure out what it is um and it makes me wonder like and i'll talk about it after the episode but it makes me wonder obviously we don't know but what happened to where now he just takes people over for like a few seconds and then that's it but it also makes me wonder about the baseball episode when I, right because okay. i think she did that on purpose <laughs> yeah okay okay yeah putting some pieces together now okay um which which is also why i think it's the catcher because he did that and he didn't get telepathy and, or uh, and nothing, telekinesis yeah nothing happened right okay all right um so then we also get uh, another kid that comes down and sits at you's back and says something about, oh, it's been a while. Uh, <clears throat> and he says, uh, you need to sit still and stay quiet. He kind of whispers this to you. And I immediately thought that this is, is this the soggy guy? From, yeah, you can kind of tell. Yeah, but he doesn't have his hair like over his face. So... Um, I was I was taking a guess here at this point, but uh, yeah, it turns out I was correct uh, in the end. Um, and he tells you that he's tracked down someone with the power of telepathy. Um, and then he proceeds to tell you that he needs to take over another kid who has the ability of pulverize. The kid with the and, pompadour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stupid haircut. Um. And then uh, afterwards, he tells, uh, or that's right, uh, the kid tells uh, you the location of the kid with telepathy and hands him a note that says, uh, just make sure to time it right. Okay. Um, and he says that basically you is now their only hope. And if he fails at this, they will dispose of him and then they will, quote unquote, come for all of us so there's a lot of stuff to unpack in this but basically there is like a plan within whatever this little research facility is to escape or something of that nature well i so, i i think you's plan is just to get his big brother basically to unocclude his eyes so he can see again right. so he can use his power Right. I, I think I think that other team of kids that we see like right after this, I think they're just trying to get out. Okay. Yeah, that could be. And I, I think they're trying to use telepathy, like they're trying to use telepathy so they can find certain people. Right. That's why they need somebody with telepathy. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it comes up in a little bit, right? Because you essentially uses the, well, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but the telepathy thing kind of makes it so he can figure out quickly like a lot of stuff though, right? Mm -hmm. Both powers and other things, right? Yeah, I kind of okay. think of it, it kind of seems like, you know, like phase ability where she can just understand lots of stuff really quick. Okay. It seems like yeah. that comes bottled up with telepathy. Sure. That makes sense. Um and then we also get to see um some other kids that are eating, and one of them is asking the uh the soggy guy um if he's wasting his time uh with that idiot. Presumably you. Is that who he's, he's talking, talking about? About you, yeah. Okay. I think. Um and then one of the other kids in that group saying that uh, he's the only hope that they have. Um, and the guard kind of, this is the first time we see that there are like armed guards all around too. Um, <laughs> because this guy, he like overhears what they're saying and he says they need to, you know, quit the chit chat and eat. Yeah. Stop, stop talking and eat. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, so uh, what? It, it surprises me that that's the first spot where you, get a feeling for like how truly dreary the place is you know what i mean um yeah it surprised me that we didn't see like more guards or more yelling or more telling them to get in line and blah 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 um i was just kind of surprised because obviously if they all want to escape it surprises me they didn't set it up to be a much more horrible place than we see um at least up to now uh like i said we haven't seen past this episode so i don't know what's coming um then that the one kid, uh, he that's right. When he got the note from earlier from the oh, uh, yeah, that, soggy guy, the guard is like, "Did you accept something?" And he's like, "No." And he's like, "Okay then." Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Okay." It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. Exactly. Did you accept something? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "All right then." He just like walks away. It's like what? This guard should probably be fired. He just hates his job, dude, like everybody else. Right? And then we, we get a quick clip of you and Ayumi both getting, like, cat scans, assumably, or presumably, like, at the same time. Um, and we get some inner monologue from you here saying that uh, to, you know, save their big brother... Um, Oh my gosh. Okay. Let me, I got to make sense of my notes here. Like I said, bear with me, people. I, I was drinking. <laughs> no, I think um, this makes sense. So yeah, he has like that little inner monologue and then they're like, they're walking in the hallways and then intercom is like, uh, everybody return to their rooms unless you were called. If you were called, like you have to report immediately. And Ayumi's like, oh, I just remembered. I, I got called. And like guards appear out of nowhere and essentially separate them. You and yeah. her. And yeah, like he gets taken away, separates them because the one dude freaking puts like a shocking baton to the back of his neck, yeah, <laughs> and knocks him out. Oh, okay, so that makes more sense than when they're in the um, in the cat scan thing, and you says that the plan is in place, we just have to be able to go through with it. So maybe this puts a little bit of a damper on his plan, though. That obviously he wasn't expecting to get separated from Ayumi, I'm assuming. Well, and he's surprised because she doesn't have any powers yet, right? Yeah. That's true. Um, and then after he gets knocked out, he wakes up in his room, but it is pitch black and it, it like is having like an earthquake. Like the whole room is shaking and stuff like that. Um, but he is locked in his room and he cannot get out. 
Yeah. Um, and this is where the door unlocks from the other side, and it's the old man from earlier, like in the cubicles. Um, and he's all like jacked up, like bleeding and stuff like that. And he tells you that his sister's dormant ability was collapse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that she caved in half of D block when uh, you know, it went off. Well, so... they like accidentally triggered it, right? Yeah, they that's did what something, I'm guessing. They did something to force her to use it, whatever it was, and it right. it collapsed like a whole part of the building. Yeah. And so now this guy is telling you that he needs to go find Ayumi's body because otherwise, most likely they'll just dissect her. Yeah. Because whatever the ability she has is, is not worth like keeping unlike his big brother, the guy says. Um, and he tells him too, that he has to use his full power. Yeah. Right. Cause that's what his ability is called is plunder his true ability. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Yeah. Yeah. He calls his true ability plunder. What did he call it before that? Uh, I don't know. Possession. So, yeah, so did they assume that he could just take over people for five seconds and that was it? Yeah. I, like, well, basically, how, did they, how could the they not have the found show, this out? In the rest of the show, he doesn't take over somebody with abilities. Okay. Think about it. That's Yeah, that's what I was just about to ask. Okay. Um. Well, I, th- I think he hid it, right? Like, he just didn't use his other like he didn't use the next ability and wait I'm a not minute sure. but that's not 100 percent true because he takes over the kid with flying oh that he, is true he, right, also, he does take the kid that can fly doesn't he also take over oh no that other guy didn't have any powers he <laughs> i'm thinking of the guy that he took over and then he just made him stop running well yeah he does that guy had the um he was the picture taking guy no, right? that's the guy doing archery that that had to that oh. could do the thoughtography. Who was the guy in the early episode when he takes him over just to make him stop running, and then freaking Takajo like slams through? That's the, the guy. guy that has the picture from the thoughtography. Oh guy. yeah, okay, you're right. Yep, you're right. Okay, so but the only right. one I forgot about I the flying guy. So that's not true. I lied. That's the only one that I can think of, and maybe there's a reason that we didn't get any more information on that, or they just. Uh, you know, didn't disclose it at that time. Well, I mean, I guess it makes way more sense why they would want him to be part of the student council. Oh, yeah, it makes way more sense now. <laughs> and I'm not sure if he's stealing their powers, like they're gone forever. Well, that, okay, that's what I was just about to ask, because obviously there is a lingering effect, but we at this point don't know how long that is um so if we haven't come out and fully said it yet use true ability this plunder ability is if he takes over somebody who has an ability he gains that ability for himself for presumably a specific amount of time um i I don't know if it's a specific amount of time and yeah he might be taking them permanently i'm not yeah we don't know that at this point um and that's just it does he take it away from them like they can no longer use their power when he takes he it borrowing it and yeah they... exactly because of the scene with the te- well, in the, like the next telepathy thing like when he takes that from that guy you know mm-hmm. he speaks out loud because he can't speak in his head anymore did you notice that the te- the kid that he took it from right yeah 
Yeah, exactly. Okay, so he like drained that kid's power for himself. Yeah, but does is he taking it forever? That's yeah, I don't know. That's the part I don't know either. Because shortly after this, so after that guy tells him he needs to go and save his sister, um, he starts to run down the hallway, um, and he's trying to have like no thoughts because he knows there's a telepathic person somewhere down the hallway that he's running. Um, and he's like, I just have to see the kid's face. That's all I need to do. And as soon as he starts hearing things in his mind, right? That's when he figures out where the kid is. Mm -hmm. He runs up to the door and he sees this kid's face and he takes him over. But instead of taking over the kid's body, he just takes his power away. Um, and he gains it for himself. And while he's running after that, um, he is now in communication with his brother because now he is the telepath, presumably. Um, at this point, too, there's like obviously uh, alarms going off and there's guards running around all over the place and they try to stop him. But we also see one of those kids from earlier that was talking shit about you that was basically like, oh, why are you wasting your time with that idiot? He puts one of the guards to sleep for you so that you can continue down the hallway. Um, well, and they mentioned, too, like, do you want me to erase this guy's memory? Yeah. Yeah. So is that that must be that kid's power, I'm assuming. Yeah. And it, it, I think that's what happened to you. Right. OK. Which could I was going to say that could come up later, too, which would make sense um, from knowing what we know, even up to this point. Um, we then presumably see Shun strapped to like a gurney that's kind of held upright and he is blindfolded and he is struggling and he is yelling because nobody else is in that room with him. Uh, but obviously he could probably hear like the alarms and, and the building was shaking. So, um, but you can hear his voice because he has the telepathy and he reaches out using the telepathy and talks to his brother. Um, and then they have a quick little conversation about uh, Ayumi having a strong ability that um, is set up to basically, it's strong enough to destroy the place they're in. Shun commenting, her too, huh? Yeah. So apparently this is a big deal, which, you know what, now that I'm really thinking about it, uh, where are, you know, we don't know anything about their parents, no. but if... Now, knowing what we know about the three of them, that they all three have insanely strong powers, per there's potentially something going on there as well. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to come up. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then Shun mentions that he needs to be able to see the light. He needs light in his eyes. I think, <clears throat> I think most of the powers, it seems like they have to be able to use their eyes. That is true because even like Tomari's power is based on sight uh you can only take over people he can see yeah yeah okay okay interesting well, even that girl that like wipes that guy out she uses her eyes mm -hmm. mm -hmm. this could be even deeper but than... that's what i mean like with the that lead singer from zien and her eyesight mm -hmm. like it seems like she like did something intentionally to maybe mess with her powers or something. 
I don't know. Just guess. We also just we guess. also don't fully know. And this is again, I'm just like spitballing here. Um, that the uh the the soggy dude that that he has to take all of his clothes off and get wet. No, he has to be fully clothed and wet. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, fully clothed. Sorry. Um, but so I wonder maybe he has to like submerge himself in water and maybe that has something to do with his vision well, that maybe allows he him can see then. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe then he can see maybe he can see like through water or something like that cuz we we still don't know what he's got daredevils powers. Yeah. Oh, terrible. <laughs> you mean um, the blind guy? You mean the blind guy who can see? Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> um Yeah, so uh you he stops in the hall because they start releasing gas into the hall, which is just like Jesus Christ, what kind of freaking concentration camp was this? Well, I mean, um, if these kids have powers that can just collapse half of the half of the building, right? And I, I'm assuming it's just like gas that would like put everybody to sleep, right? So then they I, could get the I, place back. I, in I would hope it's not like mustard gas, right? Yeah, or it's just cyanide is going to just kill them all. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then, okay, this that's right. So this is uh, when he runs into the kid from earlier who refused to reveal his power. Steps through the wall out of one of the cells, and he tells yeah, just you, like Mirio. yeah, and he tells you to take his power permeation, uh, which is exactly Mirio's power. Um, but see, the way he even says it, take my power. See, that that's what I mean. It's like the, yeah. the wording is is weird, and I feel like it's mm-hmm. very intentional. Yeah, I think you're like exactly that. right because I think he's taking them permanently. You think it's permanently as in like it won't go back to them? I, I do. I think he's like collecting okay. them. Oh, shit. Okay. Isn't that kind of the vibe that you got? See, I didn't. I don't know. Because that's what I meant by saying I don't know if he Dude, takes this it for like five minutes. Dude, this my hero. He is all for one. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> it's a prequel that nobody knew about <laughs> yeah nobody even watched it <laughs> um but yeah he then uh so this kid freaking pushes you back into his room as the guards okay i take back my statement about the gas because the guards literally come around the corner and they gun this kid down yeah. in cold blood Three of them come around the corner and see him in the middle of the hallway, and they just shoot this kid to death. So, holy shit. <laughs> um, but this is where, yeah, you now has both tele- uh, telepathy and permeation at the same time. And that power he took from Pompadour Kid. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what it was called. Um, oh, my gosh. Why can't I remember it either now? Um. But yeah, you're right. He does. He has all three powers. Um, yeah, because then he barges in to Shun's room. He gets into the room where Shun is. Or he doesn't well, he, barge in. He, he, yeah, say he permeates, fucking through, the he permeates wall. through the wall. But then he uses his hands, right? He like shoots the bonds off of yeah, his, off his eyeballs. hand. Yeah, or off his eyes. Um. Yeah, and then he he says something about like leaving it up to Shun, or it's all up to Shun because, and then uh, Shun mentions that he's gonna change the world, and as soon as the freaking light hits Shun's eyes, they freaking light up in like a freaking really cool way. 
Um, and then the screen like fades to black as the guards literally kick the door open and yell, kill him. And we just hear gunfire over the black screen. Um, and then we jump right to you waking up screaming. Yeah, in the hospital again. In the hospital again, with Tomari sitting next to him, um, saying that he had collapsed during the concert. So, hang on, before we move on, do you think Shun changed the timeline? Is that what happened? I I don't know. That's I don't know. Like, did he go back way back in time before they were like at or, that place or did he just like alter an event so they never got caught right that's what i'm wondering well then but, how is everybody else out though i was gonna say we find out though here shortly though that these other people know you and remember him from being in that place so did we go forward in time did he like just yeah. skip ahead <laughs> i kind of wonder if they erased use memory because he was getting too strong that could be but don't you think uh that shouldn't necessarily erase his power though right so if he ever took well, somebody over who had powers he would but he it. doesn't remember that he has that he doesn't even remember that he can do that part true hmm they gave him like a factory reset like maybe he's got all that stuff still inside of him he just doesn't know that he can use it okay yeah, that could. Well, oh, do you remember that scene with the flying kid when like Takajo is like, he's like, you know, maybe someday you'll have to like actually learn how to use your power properly. And he's like, what do you mean by that? And he's like, mm, never mind. True, like when Takajo's talking about how he had to reinforce. Well, yeah, his how body. he's absolutely yeah. jacked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. Hmm. The plot thickens. There's way more to this show for only having 13 episodes than I know. Like, I how are they going to wrap this up with four more? Yeah, I'll be real curious to see that. Um, and I hope I'm not disappointed, to be honest. <laughs> um, because to me, I wasn't expecting this at all. No, I I also wasn't expecting us to be going this far off in the weeds as to wondering what's going on. You know what I mean? Because there's very few other shows that I could think of myself doing this with um, i'm sure we'll watch it and be like oh okay that's what happened <laughs> yeah and maybe they will maybe they'll just wrap it up and put a nice little bow on top and then be like see there you go we we came full circle and we told you all of it we're not leaving anything you know leaving anything out because i i know we're still in the weeds but i feel like there has to be something about uh tomari's brother like mm -hmm. what caused him yeah. to go crazy mm -hmm. i think you're right See, okay, so uh, actually, let's let's finish the episode and then I'll say what I was what I was about to say. Okay. Um. So Tomari asks uh, you if he uh, he was having a bad dream. Uh, and then now you is like, oh, maybe that was all a dream. Um. And then he kind of has some flashbacks about how Ayumi always used to talk about having another family member. Um, so now he's really torn. Obviously, he doesn't know if it was fake, if it was real or what. Um, and then you mentions to Tomari that he thinks he might have a big brother. And then we hear another voice say, oh, you finally remember. And yeah, this part's kind of funny. Yeah, and then that's when the soggy dude walks in. But his hair is not over his face. 
but his hair is normal yeah um and this is obviously the reveal of that i mean like i said i kind of parsed it out earlier but this is when you really get you really figure out who he was or who he is um and then you uh asks this guy to answer some questions about his brother and then the guy also mentions that uh he has some questions and then you is going to save his sister's life. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, what the hell is happening again? (laughs) Um, And then you, obviously he's like, you know, he, he can't save his sister, you know, she's gone. But then the soggy guy is like, no, that is what your brother's ability is. And Tomori mentions that uh, Shunsuke, that's their brother's actual name, um, is the one who guided her path to where she is today at the school. Yeah, she's the only one she can trust. Yeah, and I'm like, what? More layers. More and more layers. going on? (laughs) Um, uh, And then so the three of them get into a car and they head out into the woods to a secret entrance of some place. Uh, they go underground and into a what looks like a research center. Um, and then they get into a room where Shunsuke is there. And Shunsuke talks about how Yu's memory was erased. And is Shunsuke also blind? I don't know. That one, I don't know yet. Because he says something about knowing Tomari's voice. Yeah, but is that just because they were like talking, walking down the stairs before he got there? No, they were already standing in there. I'm pretty sure. I I think I, and my memory's a little fuzzy, but I think Tomari was already in the room when I don't he think says so. that. I think he tur- he's facing the wall. It's like, oh, I recognize that voice, and turns around. Okay. I think yeah, you could be right. Like I said, I could be I could have been mistaken on that. Um, but you has like no memory of his brother whatsoever. Um, and Shunsuke then says that he will tell the story of his time leap and then boom episode's over and yeah. I was just like god damn it oh my gosh that's yeah, freaking I wanna, crazy I watch the rest of these. yeah um, so this episode's great I mean it is a huge twist like we said um, it is uh like it definitely throws a huge curveball into what has been going on um but all it did is make me just really want to know more obviously Mm -hmm. um and like at the time i didn't realize i had so many like questions and theories about what was going on until we started talking about it so it's interesting that you were kind of thinking the same way um so what I was going to say, though, about this show that I think I appreciate more than a lot of other anime that I've seen, even up to this point. Oh, he is... totally is blind. I'm watching that scene again. He has a walking cane. Okay. Okay. So I wasn't crazy. Okay. So, uh, again, getting even oh, more right? pieces here. See, there's something up with that freaking lead singer of Zien. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think there's a... There's got to be a reason she's blind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe if they go too hard on their powers, does it burn out their eyeballs? So, 
along those lines, though, what about Tomari's brother? Because he essentially lost his mind, not even his sight. Well, yeah, but I, I bet you they did a different type of experiment on him. It maybe. seems like. Like maybe they okay. like freaking did like some lobotomy shit on right. his brain. Okay. Yeah. That could or be. maybe they like forcefully erased his memory and went too far. Mm, yeah. And that could be too. That would make sense. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I'm just taking stuff I've seen in other shows <laughs> and incorporating it into my theories. <laughs> well, so that's what I was just about to say though, is compared to other like anime. And maybe that's why this only has one uh, one season. It feels so much more like this was a completed story than they made the anime, right? Like somebody mm-hmm. had the idea for a great story. They wrote it all down. Then they made an anime about it. Versus a lot of other anime where it's like, hey, I got a cool idea for a show about some uh, superpowers and some kids. And they touch some goo and they become super powerful. <laughs> and then uh, they become Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and then they become Ninja Turtles. And uh, can we make a show about that? And then they're like, yeah, let's make a show about it. And they make the first season and they're like, okay, so then what happens? And they're like, uh, I have no idea. I don't know what happens next. Let's uh, let's write it right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very rarely in, and I'm not saying all of them, because some anime does like in the first season, they drop some like hints about stuff that's happening later. But very rarely, I think, do you see it where it, this was clearly a completed story from the beginning and it it stands out because it makes for a lot better writing in anime i feel like <laughs> yeah i mean some of the dialogue is a little clunky but sure i think that's just translation yeah well and i'm i'm definitely not saying like it's without its faults i just think it stands out in that way um where other anime they clearly kind of make up the story as they go. Does that make sense? Yeah, this this whole show feels very cohesive. Exactly. And I, I think the the singular writer for the whole thing adds a lot to that. And that and that very well could be the biggest part of it is that it was all written by one person. Well, um, even to compare it to like Samurai Champloo, which I love, don't get me wrong, but each episode kind of felt like its own contained story. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't they don't they didn't really pertain to each other. They were right. all kind of like the gang getting into one separate story on its own. Right. And this feels like one cohesive story. Yeah. And it lends to the story a lot because obviously a lot of what we talked about in this episode, we were like, oh, that's what they were talking about in episode three or in yeah. episode four. Like it very clearly, it makes the things dropped in earlier episodes. It makes me feel like they were dropped for a reason. Right. Early exactly. early on. Instead of like a lot of other shows do, they'll be like, Oh, remember that one thing we talked about? We mentioned that. It's like, yeah, it feels it feels way more forced yeah, than other they, shows. They do like to a this. flashback and they're like, Kachachan has lightning powers, remember? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I definitely have a, an appreciation for this show over a lot of other shows specifically for the writing i think the writing in most of it like i said it's got its faults but i think it does stand above a lot of other shows uh in this genre for me and i'm happy that we both came into this blind so we both don't know what's gonna happen yeah very strange that you would say we're coming into it blind and we think now that blind ties into that was a horrible (laughs) plot on my part I did not mean to no, do that. I, I thought it was How pretty else good. Do you I say thought it that? worked good. No, no, I think it worked out great. <laughs> um, 
But I agree. I think this makes it makes this show a lot more interesting because obviously neither one of us have seen beyond this episode. So it definitely means, you know, like, cause if I had seen beyond this, or if you had uh, our conversation would probably be a lot more stunted because one of us would know yeah, what's going not, on. We'd be yeah. not trying to say exactly. Yeah. It definitely makes it a lot more fun to be able to speculate instead of already knowing what's happened and then being like, Oh, well you'll find out in the next episode. Like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and again, I'll just drop it again right here. Thanks to Brian's girlfriend for recommending yeah, the show. The, like, the, holy cow. This nameless lady. Yeah. Um, seriously though, because this is not a show I ever would have like probably picked out of a lineup on my own to watch. Well, so. I mean, on his face, it looks kind of generic. Right. And at the beginning, you like we were both kind of saying that. Like, yeah, oh, the show's yeah, really right. generic, you yeah. know, follows a very easy formula, whatever. We both said that. But then we get to this episode and we're like, what? The show yeah, makes dude, no it's, sense. It just like set up a bunch of dynamite and blew my expectations to pieces. Yeah. Which is amazing when you can have, you know, moments like that. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, you got anything else on this one, Bo? No. I'm probably going to, after this, I'm going to watch the rest of these episodes just because I want to know what's going to happen. Do we uh, want to split those up because is there four no, episodes I think or five a, i think there's four right because there's 13 and we're on nine. Oh, i'm seeing that there's another one though why does it say ova hang on let me check let me check hulu real quick to see how many are available um because i'm just looking at the uh at the wikipedia and it doesn't look like it's giving me correct information yeah we just have nine ten 11, 12, 13. Okay. So five more. Oh, wait, am I doing that right? No, nine, no, we, we just did nine. We just did nine. Oh, okay, because that's I was just watching that. That's why it's, so it's not which watch. So, yeah, so there's four more. I think we should just do a final extravaganza and just do all of them. Do all four of them? Okay. Okay, that sounds like a plan to me. Yeah, so I wonder what this is talking about. It's showing on here on Wikipedia that there is supposed to be another episode. It's, it, but it says instead of it being episode 14, it says OVA. I'm not going to, I don't know, I'm not going to read anything about the description or anything because I don't want to have any spoilers. But it says it aired in... Uh, OVA stands for Original Video Animation? So I think that's oh, a movie. So it's a movie. Okay. That would make sense. Okay. Yeah, because it came out in... Okay, yeah. So it came out like almost a year after the show. Ah, okay. So we might have to look into that. How do we find that? <laughs> I don't know. How do we find anything? Google. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on it right now. Um, See, I'm only seeing episodes. Maybe it's only like in... So it's called The Strong Ones. Okay. I don't want to read about it, though. Exactly, yeah. Don't read anything about it, because it might spoil some stuff. Okay, I'll, I might have to do this later. 
But yeah, um, shows it's great. Check out Charlotte if you haven't. Uh, next on Spooky Month is what's it called? Edgar Allan Poe, Tales of Terror. Tales of Terror, yeah. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. Uh, stay tuned for the finishing of this. We have an anime lined up that we want to do, but if Brian's girlfriend is like, watch this, we're probably gonna watch that instead. So <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's true. I already, I kind of already have an anime in mind that I want to do. So if we don't get any suggestions. Uh, that's probably the one we'll roll with, and we won't mention that yet. We'll go ahead and mention it after the next episode. Um, yeah, but again, everybody, thank you guys for listening. If you've stuck with us this long, we really appreciate it. Have we mentioned the email yet? Uh, I mentioned it at the beginning, but this is a great time to mention it again. Uh, so if you have... I don't think we uh, spelled it out. I think you just said email us. Oh, uh, either way, if you uh, yeah, if you have show suggestions, audiobook suggestions, uh, narrators you'd like us to get a hold of, because still working on that, I'm trying to get a hold of more people to have on the show. Uh, yeah, recipes. Uh, I'm I'm getting into curry. Somebody please tell me how to make better curry. Not that it's not amazing already, but it has to be Thai style. If it ain't got coconut milk in it, I ain't I ain't doing it. So don't even try to send it. <laughs> nice uh yeah cocktails if you got good cocktails you know uh let us know just uh email us kotpl.pod at gmail.com is the easiest way to get a hold of us well, what's that um, new thing we just started oh it's called odyssey and it is spelled o-d-y-s-e-e and basically what that is i don't have any content up on there yet um i'm working on it um but I will be putting the episodes up over there. And basically what it is, is a streaming service similar to YouTube. Um, supposedly, though, at this point, nothing is censored on there. Nothing is taken down for any reason. Um, and it's a way you can go and directly support any creators that you appreciate um, by using cryptocurrency directly through the platform itself. Um, so... I'm going to be putting up stuff over there. So if you really like what we do, I guess that would be a super simple and easy way for you to support us. Um, you know, since we don't have any like Patreon or anything like that. So uh, the only real support we would even ask for at this point, though, is just, you know, like, comment, subscribe, tell your give friends. us a rating. Yeah. Tell your friends. That's probably the best one. Um, we're trying to get more into the social media side of things. We are horrible about that. Um but just spread the name around. You know, you can pretty much find us on any streaming platform that you like, anywhere you get your podcasts from. I mean, uh, yeah, pretty much goddamn everything now. Yeah, even places that we don't even know about. So <laughs> yeah. people steal our RSS feed all the time already. Yeah, even though we're not that popular. So yeah, what's the point of that? Who's doing that? I'm not sure. Yeah, and like, I don't know what benefit they're getting. Other than like, <laughs> we're not like, getting anything. So what are they getting out of it? <laughs> exactly. Well, the only thing I've ever heard of is like Bill Burr got all pissed off that Stitcher took his RSS feed and they were running ads on his stuff without well, his permission. Well, yeah, with that I mean, Bill Burr's freaking big. Yeah, Bill Burr is Bill Burr. Exactly. This and this was like, actually, the when it's that happened, years. that's been years ago, ten years or more ago. But either way, uh, that's the only reason I can see that they freaking jack people's rss feeds all the time um but yeah uh you got anything else Pa? uh no i think we're good this closing wrap-up has been really long and meandering yeah so sorry about i think that. with that we will leave you everybody have a great day